The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just real quick about the Nets. Like, I think there's going to be books written about the Nets. Like, for sure. I think maybe you write a book about the Nets. Uh... (laughs) Do you think, like, there was any other way? What did you say? said it'd be an interesting endeavor. Right. Do you think there was any other way out of this situation? Like, a series of unfortunate events uh, around injuries and, and, like, a weird pandemic happening once in a lifetime? So, yes, but also, like, that's what happens in every big stakes environment in this league. And it's why people are looking at the Kyrie Luka Doncic pairing as like a potentially combustible situation. Right. I mean, you do, you, you trade for the superstars every time in this league. That's just kind of the, the MO around front offices because worst case scenario, typically you can be where Brooklyn is right now, where they are at a hell of a better starting point at this moment than they were in 2016 when their asset cover was dry and you know they 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 screwed the pooch with the KG Paul Pierce you know deal because those guys were well past their prime and whatever like if you do it with guys who are ready to play right now and at the peak of their powers like Brooklyn did if it doesn't work out you'll be able to get a pretty good return back that being said like when you do mortgage young players and first round picks in the moment it's hard to continue to add ancillary pieces. The Bucks just had to send out five second round picks to add Jay Crowder to this team. Um, and when, as the Lakers have seen, especially like when your roster is so top heavy with salary and so much of the success is dependent on just a couple of guys and a couple of guys getting along in an environment that is pretty self-centered and ego driven and a competitive, you know, small sphere where your contract and your riches and your fame are all dependent on how good you perform on TV in front of millions of people every night. That's a conflicting idea to the essence of basketball where you share amongst your teammates to try to be a a collective other. So there's just a natural situation where these tensions and these pressures can, can blow up. And I think it gets 
um, so much easier for things to fail when the stakes are that high and there's such a pressure cooker and you are in an environment where you put the onus on yourselves to be championship or bust. So whether it's, you know, the Celtics big three with KG and Paul Pierce that we just talked about, you know, Ray Allen left and there was an emotions there and he went, goes to the heat and the heat thing crumbles with LeBron, you know, everyone talking about that locker room when they lost to the Spurs, they were so exhausted and they were just glad it was over and KD and Golden State and like, it just these these marriages, the honeymoon period always always ends. So, um, I don't necessarily think it was like doomed to fail from the beginning, or like how could they have avoided it? But like to for any team build to be successful, it's going to take so much luck and so many circumstances. And I just think the odds are are more against you to sustain it long term, just because of the ultimate stakes that come in those situations you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I actually like Brooklyn now more than I did last year. I do. Like I think this trade's going to go down to me as. Uh, an incredible opportunity for Mikael Bridges to prove that he can be an offensive power as well. Like he was a defensive specialist for the Phoenix Suns and that was his role. And he was never going to be the guy with the ball in his hands at all times. And I was curious to see how the ball sharing would go between him and Spencer Dinwiddie because Spencer doesn't like to share the ball with anyone unless their name is Luca. And he's like, that's his role. Um, but Mikael already putting buckets up at 45 the other night shows that he was sort of underutilized in a lot of ways in Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a situation where the Nets put together a fun little run down the stretch and they make some noise in the playoffs, take a team to seven or something. Um, and then there's a star that decides, you know what? I want out of my team this summer. And I'm looking at Brooklyn because they got a bunch of picks they just got from Phoenix and a bunch of players. I want to go there. Like, Mikhail Bridges could be my number two. Cam Johnson could be my number three. Like, Nick Claxton is our defensive anchor. Like, there's a, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that's absolutely what Brooklyn wants to do, but they're excited that that's a possibility. So, it, it is an interesting place to be in. If I was Sean Marks, I would say no to any star that wanted to go there again. I think that's the only way you build the the fan base to some level of real loyalty. Because the one thing that I realized from being on the fan was that fans just don't care because they feel no connection to these players. And it, Brooklyn's never been really the the place for New York fans to like clamor around. It's always been the Knicks. And so unless they figure out some way to organically build something, buying stars, I don't think is a really great, and I don't think Sean Marks does well with stars, truthfully. Like, I don't think that's his forte, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the track record has not been exemplary so far. <laughs>